This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that's cashed its underslip on Kevin McCarthy's term served as speaker. We hope he enjoys his new gig at Newsmax or some shit before going right to hell. And I'm Joe Public, and we're back for another exciting week of college football. What a week we came off of. What a week we're going to. And uh, we're going to start things off with both of our pickers, given what we call our big rubber. Rayman, why do you call it the big rubber? Joe, first of all, I would like to welcome all of our new University of Cincinnati football fans that are just tuning in this week, especially those that like money. We love you, and we're happy you're here. And second of all, now that you are here, it is imperative that you reject the cult possibilities and this week, root against those one and only ones they call the Aggies. Lock of the week, Rain Money, let's go! Time for those fans to learn about the inevitability of the tide. Did you did you say Cincinnati? Yeah, Travis Kelsey. What? Uh, what? Dude, that's weak. All the that's... Swifties. All the Swifties are college football fans now, yeah, well, Joe. You think They're the tuning Swift... in to root for University of Cincinnati. Go Bearcats. Dude, go Taylor Swift. No. Go making money. Go Bama this week. Dude, I'll be honest. No fan base scares me more than those fucking people. I'd rather get the alt-right listening to, the, to us shit. <laughs> uh, other end of the podcast. Uh, we got uh, Capper. You, you've been on a bit of a streak. You're a bit weary, more weary than usual. We can hear it in your bones, but what do you got as your big rubber? What's going to warm you up? It's officially flu week. Yeah, you're so, so sick, bro. So we've gone to the, the sickest, nastiest line on the board. It is your Georgia Bulldogs minus 15 versus the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm going to be honest, bro. I didn't listen to the pick. Hearing your voice, I'm worried you're going to make me sick. It's, I, don't want, I don't want what Good. you have, man. Can you get sick over Zoom? I'm doing that Very Andre the Giant gif where he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookies Wife. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bang Your Bookies Wife. We're on Twitter or X at BYBW Podcast. And we might have a new walk on soon. And we have a new season of The Walk On. Uh. It's in the works. I don't think I've even told you boys about it yet, but it's in the works behind the scenes, potentially, maybe. The, the important thing that everyone needs to know is that Rayman's probably going to pay for it. And uh, we're excited about that. Uh, and I guess, like, yeah, last week, oof, that Duke game, that hurt us. The Duke-Notre the Duke Notre Dame game, sneakily one of the craziest beats I've seen in a minute. I guess you can argue... You can argue it since Notre Dame was was like dominating most of the game and Duke kind of like started covering at the end. But man, covering the seven with the two point conversion, that was a legitimate kick in the nuts. My wallet felt like what I'm sure Capper's whole body is feeling like. Yeah, that one was tough. I'd rather just move past it. Losing Riley Leonard in the last minute and a half for the next month really took down Duke's season. I think Duke would have been 
third or fourth best in the ACC with a chance at playing for the conference championship, that's not going to happen anymore. That's a really tough loss for the Blue Devils, who might not be back here for another 10 to 20 years. Before we nosh on some real winning picks, they I had that. I, they had I, that one week. I do they had that one week of college game day and ABC primetime. Finally, finally a win for the people at Duke. Man, they've been suffering for so long. It's just so nice to see those those lovable underdogs, those Duke students. It was legitimately hilarious seeing shots of the Duke students in the stands, and they just all look like fucking dweebs. Holy shit. <laughs> like, the basketball games can seal it somewhat because they're all just, like, bunched up in one color. Because everyone's moving around a lot. But when you see Duke students individually, holy shit, what a bunch of uggos. Christ. Uh, <laughs> big takeaway. Um, That's why they have to pa- travel in packs. Yeah, dude, they should all wear the fucking, they should all wear devil mask or something. I don't want to see those faces. Um, but before we go to the next, uh, before we get to the, the picks, I do want to talk about one other thing on the horizon. I uh, the, uh, There's a rumor that Urban Meyer interviewing for the Michigan State job, a rumor, which is hilarious because they would be, of course, replacing one sexual deviant Mel Tucker with another person with, you know, a record beyond reproach uh, when it comes. Yeah, and all the Jim Nasser stuff that happened to still ongoing at the school. Those matters. Uh, but that's what I'll ask is like, okay, one, do you I think, think it's Larry? Urban, Apologies do you think to anyone Urban, named Jim Nasser out there. Do you think Urban yeah, in a world right. where it's, Urban it's Meyer in a world where Urban Meyer gets hired, do you think he would be successful too? If not him, who would be your ideal fit for Michigan State? Okay, well it's not gonna be him, so we can move on. Yeah, no way. Zero percent chance. Um I think you gotta you first gotta look at Lance Leipold, Kansas. And all, all he does is win. All he does is win. He turns around programs quickly. No? You don't like that name? No, I don't know if he'd leave Midwest? Kansas. I don't know if he'd leave Kansas for that job, I'll be honest with you. I think the money would be so different, the Big Ten. You'd double salary. Yeah, the Big Ten money go, would be really good. Can you go get Scott Frost? <laughs> <laughs> Who says no? I mean, right, you need another a, name? You, it's just you a want another name? Down. Other than the obvious of Mike Elko, but I don't know if he leaves from Michigan State. I think he probably stays a little bit longer. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, Oregon State, doing a hell of a job for the Beavs, and they're left out of a power conference. Jonathan Smith, Jonathan Smith I think, is a Matt Campbell type. He played quarterback at Oregon State. I, think you're gonna, I don't think you're going to get that. You don't think that. he's going to leave? I don't think he's ever going to leave. I wouldn't. Like, I think the only reason why is because they're being left out. Uh, Do they throw? They, they like to talk about their money. They had a lot of money. They threw a lot of money at Mel. Do they throw $10 million a year at Dion? That's the question, right? Of course, from that would like, be amazing. Dude, I think it's so funny because like, Dion doesn't take that. It's pretty wild I how don't know. you get into the Big Ten. But it's not about just like the Big Ten. But imagine getting like Dion along with like just like having Detroit as like a back as like a sort of like a backdrop for what he's building. And it, like shit, he's making Boulder look fucking multicultural. <laughs> it's like the he, he is. But I think Dion's bigger than Michigan State now. I think he's holding out for like a University of Florida or an Auburn type job. It's an interesting question. Everyone said everyone does wonder whether he well, I guess the the theory was that he would be there for sure, at least as long as Shadur. It's hard to believe Dion would feel a sense of loyalty. 
Uh, well, Sidor could come with too, so like that's kind uh, could of he meaningless. could he transfer again? I feel like the rules are a little yeah. You can transfer. You can transfer. Oh, again. if the coach leaves. Oh, that's a right. weird. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Like I will say, I think he'd fucking crush it at Michigan State, and I think it would be the worst nightmare for Michigan. Imagine, imagine this scenario where you're getting a living room visit from Jim Harbaugh one night and then Deion Sanders. That would be amazing. Who seems cooler. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel uh, this. everyone's cooled on Jason Candle as a name, because he, the Toledo coach. He did a, he's done a really good job there, but they haven't he's been. He's done good, yeah. They, I, don't think it's ex, I don't think it's exciting enough, but. No, they're going to want to splash. Honestly, with their last hire, like I would lean towards like a program builder at a group of five or a D two, like just get somebody who's just going to grind every day and only cares about football. I think one. I think another like sort of name that could be interesting would be Jim Leonard. He would have gotten the Wisconsin job, except Luke Fickle kind of swept in there. He's very, very respected. He knows the conference. Uh, and also, I feel like my impulse is that it'll go two ways. One, I could see Michigan State fans being so fucking sick of having a bad offense forever and really, really wanting an offensive coach. Or do you go, let's get our defensive identity and just secure it. Let's get a guy like Jim Leonard who's going to play hard-nosed football like that. Or Brett Bielema? Fuck. Dude, pro- yeah, if you're, talking about pro- you're talking not, about pro- not having a builders. great year. So it, I, I kind of like the Jim Leonard idea. Something interesting along that is the flip coin is taking Brian Hartline uh, from Ohio State, which weakens Ohio State, allows you to immediately recruit wide receivers and skill talent and maybe gives you an edge. I think that would be interesting too. He's young, he's hungry, not a program builder type, but would be kind of splashy. Well, at least it, it'll be world. fun to reflect on this conversation and see how we were wrong about everyone. Um but let's go to the thing that we traditionally are not wrong about. The picks that we've been getting pretty right recently. Uh, the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners! 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 I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weekly. As strong as it ought. This is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Uh, I did appreciate when I wasn't on the pod, you guys tried to repeat what I say for the weekly, but you couldn't remember the slogan that I've repeated every episode that we've done. Uh, you, you Memories of fickle thing, Joe. You fickle struggled thing. mightily with it. I smoke. I'm I'm the only one who smokes copious amounts of weed. You guys should. You guys should have better <laughs> memories, guys. Uh, I'm still pulling this together. Uh, but let's get to the let's get to the big rubbers on the slate. I'm gonna go with both of your big rubber picks are actually very interesting to me, and I'd like to talk about Rain Man's rubber pick first. Alabama minus two at A and M minus I, one and a half now. minus one and a half now. I get it, but also like you said, that line's been sliding down. Boy, does it stink! Yep, boy, does it stink! This is a it, season it is defining actually a reverse game. Live movement. I'm betting against. This is a season defining game for Ad. You know yeah. how fired up Aggie will be for this. I want to see your argument. Well, obviously, I haven't quit Alabama. When we were tossing around futures, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, it was like Alabama 50-1 to win the natty. I still believe in Alabama. What we've seen the last two weeks is that they've beaten Ole Miss, and that win looks a lot better after they beat LSU. And they handled Mississippi State last week 40-17. to 
But what I like the most here is what is Alabama's weakness? What do you guys say? What immediately comes to mind? Offensive line. Line play. Uh, that's fine. I thought you were going to go with Milrow. Uh, no. But, sure. <laughs> Mil- he, yeah, he was, he, yeah, he was yeah. 10 for 12. He's actually ranked eight wide deep in the country in QBR. They're starting, they're starting to have an offense that works for him around him. Milrow's been playing them better than Max Johnson for AM. AM got pushed around by Miami really bad, and they haven't really beaten anyone of quality since uh, this season. I mean, Arkansas is their best win, kind of close. Yep. So I think Alabama should be able to push around the Texas AM offensive line. Uh, I don't know if the Texas AM cornerbacks will be able to keep up. So Alabama's wide receivers, not great. Texas A&M secondary, not great either. That kind of washes. I think you got to take Alabama to win this one. They're the better team, and you know that there's still a rivalry here, and Saban wants to crush Jimbo Fisher. Oh, I completely forgot about the fucking... Like yeah, the Jimbo own, yeah Jimbo when, when, now. when Jimbo went off like a fucking trucker on meth during that press conference saying that he wanted to slap <laughs> Nick Saban, that was the funny man. College Saban's football not really gonna forget. Best, He's gonna be man. ready. It really is the best. Like <laughs> just a bunch of characters. And it's why I'll never get sick of it because there's still just this white trash element to it that you usually only see in U.S. Congress. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I so this game. Line's a little scary. Though, I'm on Aggie. This, yeah, this it's, I'm going against our high heaven, dude. Um, I just don't think they're good. I think I Max, think John- good Max at- Johnson's they- a gamer. They got he embarrassed hasn't been by that Miami. good. Um, but like they've been they've been cooking a little bit. They're putting a ton of pressure on the quarterback. They're running the ball really well. Um, and Max Johnson, I mean, I know um, Weigman is, I guess has more mobility, so he adds an extra wrinkle for defenses. Wigman like, does really well in all um, the advanced efficiency metrics. Johnson, Way better than Max Johnson. He looked pretty crispy last week. Like he's, He can run, too. It wasn't he's that fine. much he of a drop-off. He had two touchdowns, like 60% completion rate. And his brother's it, it on fine. the team. Brother's got a hug. It's that, um, and it's just that, it's those recruiting classes Jimbo put together that like had all those five-star guys in the lines. And they're it's all like, in the D-line. The they're, they're starting to get there. This is they're the kind of scary. I think like against Bama, when Texas played Bama, they sacked Milrow five times. They were they The pressure they put on the offense was just a lot. And I'm just – it's hard to see Bama blocking them up and, not, and that not causing a problem. Like if I like any pick in this game, it would probably be, be the under for me. Um, under is interesting because I think it's I don't even know what the total is but I just think it's going to be a grindy a grindy type game if anything like but the one the one view I do see on you the, the one like angle I do see is I think they might be able to scheme for Max Johnson because he does make some ill-advised plays but is Evan Stewart healthy do we know we don't know <clears throat> no, we don't know we don't know. No, there's no way of knowing, guys. We, we, there's no way to there's know. There's simply no How way would we of know knowing that? unless I. Google you think I it live in the background? Evan Stewart, healthy. You think I live in College Station. Do we have? If anyone from College <laughs> no, Station they, listens to this podcast, please stop. We hate you. They're so um, up. They started camping out for this game Saturday night. They're sick. Okay, yeah, yeah Evan that's Stewart. why they're going to lose because they go to Texas A&M. Okay, Evan they're Stewart's healthy. 
he he did carve up Arkansas somewhat. So I don't know. It's it's a close one. We might be going head to head. We'll 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 evaluate more. We might be going head to head. We'll see. I, I would, would love I've, for I've, you to back Aggie on Red River weekend. I don't know if you would because I've been smashing you in our head to heads this year, buddy. Eh, Eleven and eight on the season. I'm I'm good with my record. Uh, Three and two on the big rubber. We'll keep going. Capper, UGA minus fifteen versus Kentucky. Another. This line stinks, but I think you're picking in the direction of the stink in this case because the whole world naturally is going to be on Kentucky after the narrative surrounding UGA being so fallible, right? Is this the theory here? Yep. Essentially, yeah. Um, Kentucky has just been um, very good on offense. Ray Davis has been unbelievable. Maybe the best running back in the country this season so far. Um, UGA has struggled. They've kind of sleptwalked through games. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, and last week with Auburn um, going into that game, they eke out the seven-point win. Um, you know, there's just like it's hard to be the champ. You know, you get everybody's best shot, and um, it's it's just hard to keep that level of consistency. But, like, there's something to be said about a team that just wins all these games. Um, and you know they still have that talent. Um on defense and on offense, that they can bury teams, um, and we haven't seen it yet. But I think Brock this is Bowers a unreal. Spot for him. Um, Bowers looked unbelievable last he week. He leads the team in the receiving game. yards, which is concerning, though. Um, but Laddie that McConkey is, is back. He played last weekend. He is, um, I think, a very. He has a lot of potential. I think to be a safety valve here. Is it? For, is it really um, pronounced Beck. Laddie Carson McConkey? That's the guy. He that's sound, the that's dude. A, He's national that's a champion. Fic- that is a fictional name, sir. Laddie McConkey. Um, that's like offensive. Whatever. Yeah, it's pretty. That's like a, that's like what that's like what J.K. Rowling would name the Irish wizard. I think uh, it's I think it's even more <laughs> egregious that like he gets no recognition for the name team. You know, like there's a guy named Laddie McConkey running routes for Georgia, and he doesn't even sniff the all name team. Ten points for Hufflepuff. Uh, no, I, uh, um, I love, I love their line though. Still, I think they can get a ton of pressure here. I think they can get some push on that offensive line for Kentucky that, um, really has dominated. Um, I don't know. It's just some weaker opponents to me. Um, Kentucky's schedule so far hasn't been super impressive. They've kind of run the ball all over the place. I don't really love Devin Leary. Um, I think he is prone manager. to make mistakes, especially in a big spot here. Um, I think, I think Kirby Smart pins his ears back and says, like, Ray Davis isn't going to beat us. Like, can you do it, Devin? Like, can you keep this within two scores? And I don't know if he can. Let me let me throw a scenario. I'm just going to say something out loud right now, and, and let's see how we react to it. 2010 Texas. Uh, team coming off a national championship game. Am I game, supposed but to they respond had... to that part particularly? No, but I'm just sickening. saying. It makes me sad. No, but I'm just saying. People seem to forget exactly how much fuckery this Georgia team was up to during the offseason, including their coaches, including so many of their players. And now they're coming out in the season. You know what they're doing? They're not fucking taking care of business. So what what if what if we're not seeing just like, oh, you know, they just only, you know, but they got away with one against a horrible, horrible Auburn team. Like, let's let's call it. like a putrid Auburn team. <laughs> What's his so, name? Peyton Thorne was running all over him. It was unbelievable. So, so this is all to say, like, based on the line, I agree with you. They're begging you to pick Kentucky, but I might sprinkle some on Kentucky money line here on the theory. That if it maybe, wasn't on the road. That maybe. I think, 
I think Kentucky is solid. Um, but like, they're getting a lot of hype for my but for my that's liking. What, but that's what I'm doing is like I think if they're but but that's to say this I think it'll be one of those things where like if it happens again if that's when everyone will be like oh but all the arrests oh but they're they're a program in disarray the media has compu- has conveniently forgotten all of this that like yes. this this all this stuff existed in the off season when it's just like maybe Kirby's just not running the ship maybe these guys aren't fucking paying attention to football right now. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe maybe being the man at Georgia two years in a row has like not been good for a school that hadn't won shit forever. Maybe it's causing a little bit of rot. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, quick, quick transitive property here too. Uh, so they obviously beat Auburn by seven. South Carolina only by 10. I think we'd all agree Kentucky's better than those two schools. When you're getting over two touchdowns, I'm getting real nervous here, and I like Kentucky. All right, but it is. So I agree with Joe. We'll see. Uh, Rain Man, your next pick. Uh, one of I so the, and take it for what it is. I love the, I I love this pick. I'm taking it money line as well. I think Mizzou is gonna crush LSU. I might take an alt line. Absolutely money. Line. I think they might beat the yeah. shit out of them. Yeah, Mizzou I, is I plus love six Missouri, right now, but yeah, it's plus my favorite six, pick uh, against LSU. Obvious home dog spot. Missouri, there's no reason to think LSU is better than Missouri. LSU has lost two games. They haven't beaten anyone. Missouri hasn't beaten anyone other than K-State, but they did beat K-State, and K-State's pretty good. LSU's rush defense has been terrible. Cody Schrader for Mizzou is going to carve them up. He is the running back, and he's having a fantastic year. I think that will allow Mizzou to control the tempo uh, and sort of get by. But LSU's secondary, LSU DBU, one of five. Uh, absolutely terrible this year. All these teams are putting up 400 yards against LSU. And Luther Burden, three, you probably heard his name if you're watching the K-State game. True five-star receiver for Missouri. One of the only five-stars they've had in the last five years is absolutely electric and absolutely earning his spot as a five-star. He is going to carve the LSU secondary up, and he's going to be wanting the ball the entire game, and he's going to get it. And LSU, as I said, bottom third pass defense in college football – LSU, bottom third pass defense in college football. They're giving up more yards per game than USC, and they're going on the road to Missouri, and they haven't proven they can beat anyone. This line is crazy to me. Give me the six points and give it to me money line as well. My my general read on this is more holistic, and it's just like I think LSU has better players, but I think those players are currently looking at transfer destinations. They're three and two. They might be. Yeah. I think they just came off a really really bad loss where they got late. Let's face it, they got embarrassed, uh, and they they got. The only thing that scares me is Jaden Daniels is very very good. They got embarrassed against Florida State too. LSU is a transactional school. It was a transactional school when they won their national championship with all those players who came in. And I think it goes both ways, though. It, when they're good, they're very good. But I, I think, I think this is a spot where you see where I just think Mizzou is going to have all the motivation in the world. And I could see LSU being like, "Who gives a fuck? Why are we? Why am I going to get up for Mizzou?" I guess Capper, what's your read here? You're sort of shaking your head. Um, you, you don't. Yeah, it's just. It's a program that you like a team and a season that you can easily see um, running off the tracks. Like at yeah. the first sign that like things are getting tough, um, they go into a very hostile environment this weekend with a very um, like a very physical Missouri team. Like they've played really well. Um, they've put a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Like 
they run the ball. They play they, hard. And they have they have a ton going for them. So like this is this is a scary spot. But it, it's just like to me, it's still a team in LSU that like they can they can go out there and beat anybody in the country. So um, this one it's weird because it's will the will the world beating LSU team show up? Like probably not. But like they can. It's still there for me. So. Fair I mean, that's fair. Jaden Daniels, he can he can score on any team in the country. So uh that's why it's not my rubber. Capper, your next pick. Ooh, I, I thought hard about the over other side because of what I believe is a backdoor possibility, but you're gonna take Ohio State minus twenty versus Maryland. You think they're just gonna stomp them? This is the traditional Maryland stomping by a big program that we see annually. I mean, like, it's it's one of those things, like you just said. Like, we see this same thing every year. Maryland gets off to really good starts. They don't play anybody in the early season. Uh, their non-conference schedule is terrible. They get a couple cupcakes early in the Big Ten. They look really good. The offense is clicking on all cylinders. Like, I mean, I, lo- I love I love Talia. Like, the, I, that guy is a very, very good, good college quarterback. Gamer. Um but like they're they're going into a little bit of a different beast this weekend in Ohio State, coming off a bye week, um, off the huge win at Notre Dame. Um, you know, I, I think this is a game where they just don't match up well with Ohio State's defense. Um, I think Kyle McCord can get clicking against an, a defense that really hasn't shown me much. Um, they forced a ton of turnovers, but like that's that's always one of those things that like. You know, why are you forcing turnovers? Is it because of the competition and it, or is it because of what you're doing? And, and to me, it's because of the teams that they've played. Um, I think if Ohio State holds on to the football here, um, I think they'll wear this team down. I think they can just stretch this one out early. Um, you're looking at a spread that's jumped up from 17 to 20. Um, you're looking at a home yep. team in Ohio State that's getting less than 30% of bets. Um, so another public road darling here. Um, to me, it's just there's still too many weapons in Ohio State, and then I think their defense is actually undervalued. I mean, you looked at what they did against Notre Dame, and they play just very sound football. Um, they tackle well. They put pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, they, they can lock down receivers. So um, it, 20 wasn't enough for me here. All right. I think, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Ohio State. I, I prefer that side. Uh, Rain Man, you have you've done something great here, Rain Man. This week. the past two weeks, few weeks, you've actually been picking pretty good games. I actually think sneakily this might be the most fun game to watch of the week in a certain sense. UCF plus two at Kansas. Um, I'm expecting points, 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 and just long gashes of runs. But it's hard for me to pick a side here. Why? Why are you going UCF? So there's something about last week. Uh, obviously, for Kansas, Jalen Daniel did not play. He's their electric player. He's probably not going to play this week. If I knew he was going to play, I wouldn't be on the side. But Kansas was exposed against Texas and felt a little bit different than the last couple of years where Kansas has either won or played them really close. Uh, Kansas's big win this year, then, is just Illinois, and that win looks worse and worse as time goes on. And I think UCF, they've lost two in a row, and they need a get-right game. And this team is not that bad. This team's pretty good. Their offense is putting up 546 yards per game. It's time for them to get a win. They should have gotten a win last week. I don't know if you all watched this, but against yeah, oh Baylor, yeah. that could have been the game oh yeah. of the week. We watched, buddy. Uh, <laughs> lost 36-35 to 35 after Baylor scored 29 
unanswered points, 26 in the fourth quarter, UCF zero. That's not going to happen again. Uh, all the numbers, all the metrics think USDF is a much better team and it's going to outright. So this is another good money line sprinkle spot. Uh, it's just that the record doesn't bear out how good UCF is, and they're a lot better than Kansas, in my opinion. Also an outside chance that John Reese Plumley comes back for UCF. If he does, the game, set, and match, bet this like a rubber, uh, but we'll see. I mean, did I'm not if you uh, listeners, if you have not seen the the fumble return that Baylor had against UCF, you it is fucking one of the funniest the, things. One of the funniest the fourth down play um, yeah. that UCF converted on their final drive. I mean, obviously it didn't matter, but like, I mean, the, what a choke! The fumble play. So it was it was UCF fumbles the ball, but then the, so the quarterback drops the ball, but then the running back kicked it trying to pick it up and he kicked it right to a defender who ran the other way it was like fucking three stooges shit it was unbelievable uh but and that's why we have this line opportunity fellas all right uh other end uh we got syracuse plus eight at unc they lost for me last week against clemson they just weren't able to score but you think they're gonna hang tough against a unc team that let's let's I don't know. What do we know about them besides that they have a good quarterback? They're just kind of chugging along. Um, they've they've won all their games. The offense has looked um, pretty efficient at times. They've turned the ball the ball over in spots, but um, Drake May is still Drake May to me. Um, but I think Syracuse kind of has Drake May light with Garrett Schrader here. Um, what? That's the, fuck you. That's literally you, like you don't right, even Capper, believe please that. Start That's over so your analysis of this game. That was horrible. You like that? Take it back. I'm not going to delete it, but just take no, back you don't. what you said. You're belittling our podcast. Why? Like, what's wrong with Drake? What's, what's wrong with Garrett Schrader? He he guy's can't got th- 340 rush yards, he can't six throw touchdowns. A ball. Garrett Schrader plays. Garrett Schrader literally plays quarterback like an orc from Lord of the Rings. He's, <laughs> he, he's, he's just completing. Like, he's a brute. He's completing 67 percent of his passes for t- 1150 yards so far this season. They're four and one. They've played very good offense for all intents and purposes. Led by him, he's been good. He's and good. Like, he's been he's good, not Drake he's not May, though. That makes no sense. Top said, two I NFL said, pick. I said Drake May light. But he's like older. I don't know. I don't, I don't like this comparison at all. It's like <laughs> immediately Rayman and I both recoiled. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think they have some good weapons in the, run, in the backfield. I think they have some good weapons at wide receiver. Um, led by Damian Alford and Donovan Brown. I think um, UNC is a team that every single year there are multiple spots where they just don't play well. They just don't I, show I, up I, I hate this pick. I think <laughs> UNC is sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Had one of the toughest schedules in college football. They opened with South Carolina, played Georgia Good pretty team. close, uh, <laughs> then played App State, rivalry game for them. Did one win rest, one in overtime. Minnesota, not a bad team. Pretty or good pretty team bad there team. too. Very well, bad. they're fine. They suck. They're they're, they're above average bad, college football team. They're a bad above team. average college football team. They're not good. They're not a not good team. We'll put it that way. Yep. And then at Pittsburgh, where they absolutely dominated them. Another bad very, team. Very yeah, but that's a pretty good team. schedule. Who, that's not a good uh, schedule. What are you talking? You went individually, team by team. Where was the good there? How many of those teams are going to make a bowl game? There's no bad. They've done There's what no they sh- they've done what they should do, but like we all know who Mac Brown is at this point of his career at North Carolina. Like he always yeah, has those games where he d- 
does not get his team up for the games. They just lay duds. You guys uh, want to hear a They secret? haven't laid one yet. I think we're, we're I, six. You, yeah, I think UNC might fuck around and get a playoff sp- spot, dog. I think they might yeah. just yeah, zero percent chance. Okay, UNC is thirty third in strength of schedule. That's not that's not that bad. Whatever. Where's okay, Syracuse? whatever. Where's the Q? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. There. See. They're yeah, fine. but Syracuse has lost games. All right. They lost well, one to Clemson. Well, I despise it. <laughs> that's their we'll best. Be, that's their best. Capper, that's their best opponent. We're going head to head. Let's go. We'll, we'll move on. Um, uh, yeah, we get all. Have, we get okay. all. You're, take Capper's Capper, money on this please one. don't say win Capper's money. Here's You're the thing, Capper. You, before every podcast you do, and, and listeners, hard. I kid you it's not. It's hard. It's hard to find a quarterback with more experience than Garrett Schrader in the ACC. More. Oh my God. So more than in more the, than hundred. More than hundred and fifty episodes. I would say. In all of them, before we start the podcast, Kaffer always says, I haven't done any research this week, guys. (laughs) I used to do so much. But you still. I have pages. I have pages and pages of notes. The only thing you wrote down was Garrett Schrader, Drake May, question mark. You fucking idiot. (laughs) You look at what he's done. You look at what he's done. You look at how he plays. You like Garrett Schrader. I'm not going to give you the floor anymore because you don't He's deserve it, my man. A leader Let's go of to men. the next. Shut up. Sorry, that was me. That was too aggressive. Uh, Ray, man, you're last. You're you're sick. I'll be nicer. Ray, you might die. I don't know. No, I'm Ray sweating, man. man. Yeah, you this got, could be you the are, last thing you ever say to me. You are sweating <laughs> as if this is exhausting you. And you're I like, follow that. And I want to and I want to reiterate. Can Capper do another one? It. I don't want to follow but that. Capper's literally wearing a hat that says grit right now, which is it's just that's all. That's all you can do. You just show only, up and you do it. It's the only word that's I'd use grit. to describe your voice right now. Uh, Rayman, your final pick. You got this is one I also don't like. I think it's a trap. You yeah, like this Notre is one Dame that you're wrong on. You're trying to be too six. cute. Notre Dame minus six at Louisville. Uh, I like Louisville in this spot. I think this is a tough. Notre Dame's had two very emotional games in a row. They are due to lay an egg. Yeah, and they, but they're finding ways. To, they they found a way to win last week, which was which was huge for them. They talk about strength of schedules. Notre Dame's is up there. Oh, yeah. Louisville hasn't played anyone. Mean meanwhile. Uh, and what did they do last week? A three-point win against NC State, where they only scored 13 points. It's time for Louisville to get their losses. They had 29 carries for 20 yards against NC State, and now it's going to have to play Notre Dame. But what I like most about Notre Dame, it's not about how Louis- bad Louisville is. Louisville's bad. They're fraudulent. Heard it from me first. Notre <laughs> Dame is about to get a lot better. Sam Hartman, crazy, 14 touchdowns against an insane zero interceptions for the year. That's wild for him. Louisville's Jack Plummer has six interceptions in a year. It's a big difference and only 11 touchdowns. Louisville. But meanwhile, Notre Dame's offense is about to get better because they're returning their two best wide receivers, Jaden Greathouse and Jaden Thomas. I think Notre Dame is going to absolutely crash the party on Louisville and just absolutely roll. Also kind of close game. You should see a lot of Notre Dame fans in the stands. I'm on. I'm on. We're gonna be going head to head on this one. Twenty five percent on the love that. Yeah, let's just lock that in. The, um, on the Cardinals here at home. Um, yeah, this. I love. I love this Notre Dame team. I think they're really good. Um, but like the schedule has been brutal. Yeah. Um, and it's. It, but they're getting healthier. It's just one of those things that, like, I don't know. It seems like they're gonna catch a spot where they just don't play as well as they should because like they're they're getting tested every weekend here so here's what i'll say one thing for louisville they have good pass rush 
And I'm I'm curious what that's gonna do. Uh, that like and and Notre Dame came off a physical game. They were beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, I think did. it's a tough. I just think it's a tough spot. But I yeah, we'll see. And I, I'll go to the last game because of course the game of the week. Capper has a pick, and it is Texas minus six and a half versus OU in oh, the Red Oh, what a shootout. surprise! Oh. The week Capper doesn't do any research, he just locks in the horns. <laughs> I hate the pick. They're gonna. What are you rooting for you? But I absolutely hate the pick. They're gonna trounce the fuck out of them. You think so? Um, there's just it's just a better roster, top to bottom. Oklahoma hasn't played Tossed anybody. Paul, and they've played nobody. Paul, but they've but they've crushed their schedule. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. The final scores look good, but like they've played a ton of close games. They were close with SMU into the fourth what quarter. What are you they were talking close about? With Cincinnati into the fourth quarter. They just like the, the Cincinnati super game was sneaky close. I they, agree with that. They can't run the football, so like it's going to all rely on Dylan Gabriel, and they it is just a Texas pass rush that is ferocious. They put so much pressure on the quarterback. Um, doesn't matter who's lining up against them; they're getting after your ass. Um, we all thought Iowa State's defense was good. They hung fifty on them. I don't. Another know. one that was like fairly close into the third quarter, like. Brett just, Venables. They pull away, um, and they're not defensive coach that this weekend. Uh, Defense coach tied thing, for fourth in the country with points against. 10.8. The only 8. thing I think Oklahoma has going for them is that like Texas embarrassed them so badly last weekend, and then like spit on their graves after they murdered them forty nine to nothing. So like there is going to be a very big get up for this game, big hype factor for the Sooners. Yep. Um, but like, I don't think it matters. I think the talent mismatch is that bad, um, and I think Texas gets up for this because like this is their shot here to like prove talent mismatch. Once we're talking about the Red all, River Shootout, who doesn't who doesn't Texas get up? Texas is. Don't I'm say it. Say don't it. you we'll dare wait to say it next week. Uh, no, here's what. Uh, here, here's here's yeah, y'all are screwed. Here's the long and short. Of, here's the long and short of this. When you it was were just forty, some it of was the best quarterback. In the it country. was forty. It was forty nine nothing last year. Texas is better in literally every way this year. In literally oh, every way outside every of running too. back. And they're running they're the only position Texas isn't better at is running back, and their running back right now is third in the country in rushing yards. Yeah, he's open a and dunk. close. It's a kind of open so where's yeah, your analysis? Texas, right, Texas man? is the better team. Texas should win the should win the game. Texas is the better team. Texas should win the game. It's a rivalry game. It's always crazy. You can't give more than three in this game unless you're crazy. Dylan Gabriel deserves a shout-out. He's playing better than Quinn Ewers, in my opinion. Quinn Ewers is probably a more talented player, has bigger wins, but Dylan Gabriel is marching along with 15 touchdowns, two interceptions against 10-1 for Quinn Ewers and has 200 more yards on the season. This defense is ranked fourth in the country. The points four is ranked third in the country. That is an impressive one-two punch in top-five offense, top-five defense. Granted, they haven't played the schedule Texas played, but there's no reason to think this OU team isn't very, very very good and in a rivalry spot where everyone literally everyone in the country is saying texas is better and texas is going to roll you know what fei sp plus they think ou is better and i, I think you're going to have to listen to that i, I think learn. there's i think there's Give me Garrett think, Schrader over dylan gabriel right i now. think there's a reason i think there's reason to say this <laughs> okay, OU team isn't necessarily that good and here's here's the other general read on is just like i think capper sore touched on this texas interior defensive line against an offense that requires really good timing. Dylan Gabriel is not a big quarterback. I love one of the things I always look at, and I usually hit games based on this read, when you have a short quarterback against a team that gets a good interior pass rush, it usually fucks things up. And that's what I see in this spot. I think Dylan Gabriel's a lot of the 
uh, Jeff Levy offense. It's based on timing downs. Uh, I don't think Dylan Gabriel is more elusive. I mentioned the stat earlier. I don't think Dylan Gabriel is more elusive than Jalen Milrow, who got sacked five times by Texas's defense. I don't. Th- I don't know if he makes it. We'll see what. We'll see. Uh, how it shapes Your backup's out. pretty good, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna put some pressure on him, and I think the six and a half. Whew. It's gonna look light. It's Texas look like thirty-four, Oklahoma thirty-one. That's my score prediction. All right, another head-to-head. Well, we really fucking hate each other this week, and that's great because that's when we're truly at our best. Let's go through these slates uh, one more time, uh, Capper. UGA minus 15 versus Kentucky, Big Rubber, Ohio State minus 20 versus Maryland, Syracuse plus 8 at UNC, Texas minus 6.5 versus Oklahoma. I am exhausted. You sound Let's so go. Look at that. He did, both, he did both teams for the first time ever. Well, though, you, time. That was amazing. You he have, named all eight teams. The, you, you, you have like the same like you have the same amount of like air coming out as those like Facebook posts of the COVID people saying like, ah, oh, uh, COVID's not real when they're in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> that's God. what you sound like. It's pure uh, like, today. like a it's Facebook video. Uh, Rain Man, on out. the other end, what are your picks? The sun, the moon, the earth. We don't need this. The tide. Minus one and a half against Texas A&M. Missouri plus six versus LSU. UCF plus two at Kansas. And Notre Dame minus six at Louisville. All right. And now uh, let's, uh, let's have a little fun. Let's get to the, let's get the squeeze picks. Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Here are the squeeze picks for anyone who wants to just squeeze out a little extra action on the week. And we're going to start things out with a uh, King of the Hill pick. And uh, full disclosure, didn't get a name from this picker, but let's just uh, let's listen to what what the what the pick has in store for us here. Hey, what's up, player? Yeah, could I do? Um, yeah, I'll take a Thursday, September twenty eighth, uh, with Middle Middle Tennessee ten, Western Kentucky thirty one final. All right, cool. Thanks. Uh, so for, a lot of trouble for that. Unfortunately, it, it appears that our picker has not actually picked a game going on, uh, which is a first in our King of the Hill segment. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, so uh, I guess so. He, did but he, he, I, he didn't necessarily lose, though. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, we're probably going to call it a loss. We'll have him back. And it's probably a good time to say, hey, if you want to be our King of the Hill picker, Shoot us an email at bybwpodcast at gmail.com because what you just listened to was where the bar is. Um, that's what our listenership is at. Uh, once again, I don't know what that was. I think he thinks that he wants us to bet for him, but also that wasn't a real game. But you got to love the imagination, right? And, and if you like imagination, you know what you're really going to like? This fucking four-teamer that's going to light your faces on fire. And I... I love the four-teamer this week, so you boys will hate it. Uh, we got, we're going to start off with uh, Iowa State plus 6.5 versus TCU. Ames, they're playing at Ames at night, and you're giving me plus 6.5 against a TCU team that just lost to West Virginia and is just seems to be ass. 
imagine the disappointment and like the dejection in the TCU locker room after last season. And now they're terrible. They're about to go to an Iowa State team that they they play well in Ames and they play hard for Matt Campbell. I think Iowa State could outright like outright them here. The next one, and this is a real real devious pick, but it's another one where I think it's just about the setting and I think it's too many points. I'm going to take Oklahoma State at home on a Friday during spooky season, getting 11 and a half versus K-State. Oklahoma State's bad. They're real bad. They're but bad. I think in this spot, it's going to be it's going it's going to be rocking in Stillwater. I think it's going to be kind of a rock fight game. I think K-State's going to win. But I think it's going to be about like a touchdown. I think 11 and a half is just too much. Uh, UTSA minus 14 at Temple. Uh, UTSA is coming off a bye week. They're, I believe, one and three, one and four, they, but they've had a tough schedule. And I've been just sort of betting against Temple all year bad because team. I've been talking about how people still don't realize how bad Temple is. They got rocked by Tulsa, who other people previously believed was the worst team in college football last week. And now they're playing a UTSA team that is trying to get to a bowl game now, and they see Temple on the schedule. I think, you know, this is a 45-14 game. I think it, I think they're just going to manhandle them in this spot. This is the one I disagree with you on, but you know I hate UTSA. Uh, final pick. 0-5 against final the pick. Terrible team. Due. They're due. Final pick. Wyoming, plus six versus Fresno <laughs> State. This is another, I'm betting on a weird environment in Laramie. Uh, Fresno State hasn't played anyone impressive. Wyoming hang with te- hung with Texas for a lot of their game. They had that well, game good. against Texas Tech. I think their defense is legit. And also, Laramie, very, very windy. It's, it's a hard place to play. It's cold there. I don't know if, if Fresno State's going to be able to get the offense going. I, I see sort of a rock fight in this spot. If you want to get really juicy, I might money line together Wyoming and Iowa State uh, and do a little parlay money line home home team thing. I don't know what to call it, but uh, I'm getting worse, guys. But that's my four teamer. Iowa State yeah, throwing Mizzou to plus, that home team home dog bark money parlay. Let's do it. Home dog bark money let's parlay. Iowa State, Wyoming. So my four teamer is Iowa State plus six and a half. Oklahoma State plus 11.5, UTSA minus 14, Wyoming plus 6 versus Fresno State. I, I've been 3-1 and one the past two weeks, so I, I'm, I'm circling it. I'm getting closer. He's getting closer. Don't let Joe get hot. Don't let him get hot. We're getting, we're getting hot like Kaffir's literal body temperature right now. Your head is going to explode. <laughs>